0: welcome to college soccer nation the premier podcast focused on ncaa collegiate soccer featuring smu head women's coach chris petroselli and old miss head women's coach mad you can download and listen to this podcast on your favorite podcast provider. And if you like what you hear, leave a five-star review and tell your soccer friends. Now, let's go to Coach Petricelli and Coach Mott.
1: Welcome in to College Soccer Nation. My name is Matt Ma, one of the hosts of the show. We're super excited for this one. This is episode number three. Uh, we've got two big guests tonight. The genesis of this is we want to start talking about some high-level soccer. And I think we've got one of the best coaches in the country coming on with us tonight, um you know so if we're talking the best coaches in the country talking about national championships and the last first two episodes I didn't mention but our co-host Chris Petricelli, has uh certainly three national championships two as a player and one as a coach at Notre Dame and uh I want to bring him in and Chris first thing I want to ask you is um where is your national championship ring right now is it somewhere you put your hands on it can you are you wearing it where where is it I have no idea uh, I, I really don't. I, I, I,
0: I. Yeah, it's bad. That's bad to say. But I really have no idea where where any of them are. Um, I'm sure my wife could find them. I hope. I oh, hope. But see, at this point, that's the I difference.
1: If I had one, Chris, it would be on right now. Yeah. I don't know if I would have taken it off. I would probably take a shower with it. I would wear it everywhere. Everyone would know. One hundred percent that was the national champion yet we've been episode three and we haven't even mentioned about you. So I apologize for that. Yeah. But um certainly a, a big show for us tonight. We excited to get to this for sure. Yeah. So
0: I, I wanted to start um, with something I couldn't get in la- last week because Matt and Brian went banging on and on and they kept talking and talking and talking. <laughs> and we actually had a Twitter poll where we found out that Matt talked more than anybody else. And he kept going on and on and on. So I didn't get a chance to to talk about this, but um as Matt was getting ready for his, his first match last week, uh, during the week, um, he called and, and typically he calls during the week and he wants to talk about training. He wants to talk about the match, things like that. So he called and he says, hey, I got something really important I need to talk to you about. He said, I'm going to uh, I'm going to patch Brian in. And I was like, oh, this is going to be good. We're going to have a real high-level discussion here. (laughs) He's got Texas A&M coming up. You know, we're going to talk about two front, you know, three front. How are we going to build out of the back and all that? So he pulls Brian on and he goes, okay, guys, this is really important. And I need your input on this. He goes, "Uh, I'm trying to figure out which mask to wear for the match. And so he goes through this uh, description of the three different masks there are. There's the red gator, there's the blue gator, and then there's the one with the straps. And Brian says, whatever you do, don't wear the one with the straps. So
1: which one did Matt wear? Go ahead, Matt. Yeah, or the one was stressed. But hold on a second. First of all, Chris was disgusted with me even bringing up the notion and Brian banged on about which one I should wear and why I should wear it and why it looks good and what color I should wear and so on and so on and so forth. I forgot what the answer was by the end of it because Brian just continued to talk so much about it. But I, you know, I'm trying different things, Chris. It's not easy. It's not easy, you know. It's you got to pull it up, you got put it down, you're trying to yell. It's it's, it's and a very told me important piece. You had some issues with the
0: with the sizes of the masks.
1: Yeah, these gators are not. You know, there should be a double XL, maybe even a triple XL gaiters. I got a big head, so they don't fit with a with a darn. So that's really an issue for me, for sure. But. You know, we're working it out. I went Gator yesterday and I kept forgetting to pull it up. So this is just all I saw that a you'll be for... fine. You'll probably be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I hope not. But I mean, to be honest, I forgot about it. I was so into the game. It was such a tight, close game that I forgot to pull it up. So, all right, let's move on. A uh, couple highlights, Chris, for sure. I mean, we're killing it. The downloads. Um, we are, we are international now. We are an international show. We have a ton of people all over the world now downloading us from different countries um, Seven so different countries.
0: Strange. How about that? Seven different countries. Um, and and uh, I started researching this a little bit because I wanted to see how we were doing. And and the average podcast has uh, 140 listeners uh, per episode. So we are well above average. Please. Uh, that's average. what we are. We, we are, are well above average. average. <laughs> yeah, I like
1: that. I like that. No, that's good. I mean, we got Canada, Australia, New Zealand and Brazil. Yeah, and Ukraine, Peru. and Ukraine. Oh, and Peru. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So I don't. I mean, they're not my family members. Maybe they're yours. I don't know. But pretty exciting. So that's uh, that's been excited, uh, exciting news for us for sure. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about soccer. What you saw this week from the uh, from the Big Twelve.
0: Well, the big match was um, Oklahoma State and West Virginia, and it was um, it was an even match. You know, it lived it, up it, to the hype. Didn't it? it did and, and quality. You know from both sides, but I thought West Virginia, um, they look good, but look like they may have some trouble scoring and, and Oklahoma state, uh, ended up winning the match in overtime. And they do have some players who can score. Uh, they got a couple of kids, uh, Olivia Dow up front has done quite well. And, and, uh, Grace Yoakam is, is back for another, you know, she looks good as well. And you got, uh, Mexican national team player, Kim Rodriguez in the back. Um, so they they end up winning, and that puts them uh, really in the driver's seat in the league. You know they're they're sitting at three and zero, w- and with a win against West Virginia. So um, I thought they you know they took a big step forward, and
1: with that with that win. I, know, I don't know if we've talked. I don't think we've talked. I know we haven't talked about this, but what a great stadium that is, too. By the way, oh beautiful! That is it is beautiful. beautiful. That, that is class. big time college stadium. Yeah, um, no, he's doing a good job there for sure. All right. What about uh, anybody else from the uh, Big Twelve stand out for me? Kansas, uh, another good win over Texas Tech. They're uh, they're two and zero. Look good, playing well. I mean, big win at Texas, and then turn around, turn around and beat Texas Tech after being off with the COVID, missing a game for the COVID stuff. So, um, Marks two and zero, doing a good job. And uh, uh, I thought, you know, Texas got a win now against Oklahoma, right? And they they're loaded with talent. There, there's no doubt about that with Texas. It's just um, kind of getting it going. They can't score. I mean, they've scored one goal in three games, you know, and, and, and that
0: we're finding that's the difference, right? The teams that can score, the, those are the teams that are that are winning games. And, you know, they're a team that that certainly has has uh, a lot of athletes on it. Um, but I think sometimes the quality of their play is doesn't match the athletic level that they have and they struggle to score.
1: So ACC is was in a the kind of middle week where they don't play league games but they play league games so they play each <laughs> other but they don't count towards the league right so you had uh, kind of a, a, a battle in, in Blacksburg I guess right with Virginia and Virginia Tech uh, yeah. and one nothing Virginia late right overtime. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, Virginia, Virginia pulled it out again. Another team that's struggling to score, right? But you know, you watch Virginia play, and they got good players all over, and they they pass the ball, they move the ball, they look good. And next thing you know, the game's nil nil late in the game, and uh, you know, um, Ordonez, who who had such a great season last year, um, isn't producing, and and I would say that the reason why she's not producing is. Um, their midfields beat up. I mean, uh, they, they lost, they've lost their three starting midfield players. Mm. uh, So they're not creating chances as many chances for her. And, you know, Diana's a, um, you know, she's a kid who needs service in order to be, to be successful. And I don't know that she's getting the kind of service and kind of ball she can be successful with. So uh, I think it's been a struggle for them.
1: Yeah. And then um, probably the highlight of the, certainly the week for, for the ACC was Duke North Carolina, the first, Again, doesn't count towards the standings, but they they uh, cranked up the rivalry. I didn't see any of the game; it was traveling back last night, so but I know you did. So go ahead and tell us about that one. Well, that was fun to watch. You know, they're, they're
0: you know they're two good teams uh, for sure, and and Duke had had a good a good piece of the play. You know, uh, they ended up losing two nil, and and the goals came pretty close together towards the end of the half. Um, uh one of our uh our old friends that we had down in Costa Rica Izzy brown got her first yeah. college goal and um good for her you know uh, you know like i said i i thought duke had a, a good good uh good momentum and good parts of the of the game but north carolina is just so damn athletic and they got so many players and uh you know, it's the same old story. Here they come again. Like they run you over, they run you over, they run you over and then they go rest for a little while and bring in another group that runs <laughs> you over. Um, yeah. and, and, they, and, and they're, you know, their top kids are really, really good. You know, Pinto obviously is, uh, fantastic. And, and, uh, uh, Rachel Jones is a good mm-hmm. player, a really good player. And, you know, Macy Bell, like, and she's really hard to beat. What a great athlete she is. Um and I really like, you know, I, I think the um uh Dickie, the goalkeeper, is pretty good as well. So uh, you know, they got a lot of good pieces. They always do, and, and Anson's got another great team.
1: Yeah, yeah. He just rolls them out year after year after year. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Okay, anybody else you want to touch on? You know, I just, I think we ought to give a little
0: bit of credit to to uh the Citadel. Um and this okay. is not a not a team that, you know, we probably would would be talking a lot about but they played you know an ACC team in in Pittsburgh uh twice during the week and they lost in overtime and then they uh, in the first game and then they lost um on a late goal in, in the second game, maybe a minute and a half left or something like that. So um, it's, a, it's a team and a program I'm not that familiar with, uh, but I know they fought Pittsburgh really hard over the course of of uh, 180 minutes. Um, and, you know, w- with the right bounce here or there, maybe they could have won. So mm-hmm. I think we should give uh, credit to teams like that, that first of all, step up in competition and, and you know, aren't afraid to play better teams and and then perform
1: pretty well. Yeah, good for them. You know, military school. I, you know, I got a special spot in my heart for any of those, being the military guy that I am. So, yeah, not the school um, part,
0: just the military. Yes, <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> um, okay, uh, and then I think you know it's interesting. You and I are talking, and you know, a lot of coaches having comments after games, and and yeah. after they win, and after they lose. And we talked about, you know, what what are the, you know, I asked you, right we get we get smacked by a And M. What what's the right thing to say in that moment? And um, you know, it's hard. It's hard as a coach to to kind of articulate how you feel because you're not you're not happy, right? And and right. so what's the right thing to say um, publicly in, in your just in your opinion? Well, I'll tell you what not to say. Let's
0: let, let's look at it that way. Okay. even better. You know, don't say we sh- we had more shots, we had more corner kicks. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we bossed the game, we dominated the game. <laughs> you know, all of those things because no one really cares, right? Like the result is the result. Give the other team some credit. Um, you know, you want to talk about your team, go ahead. But you know the the stats don't matter. Um, honestly, you know. Uh, you know, I have more time now, you know, without games, usually during the season, I don't read all this stuff. Right. Uh, I rely on you to tell me. Sure. Um, absolutely. But now, you know, I, I've got all this time on my hands. So I'm reading this stuff. I'm reading stuff after games and I'm reading some comments and, and I'm thinking to myself, like, just stop it. Like you lost, you know, you know, stop trying to make it look better than it is. You lost the game, move on to the next one. You know, it's okay. We've all lost games before.
1: Good. All right. Well, we're going to, take a, a a stop there and bring in uh bring in a, one of our first guests and um you know good time to just mention CSN you know follow us college soccer nation download us please in all the the download places download places you can apple podcasts stitcher uh we're at all um what's the other one the other big one podbeam is what, where we're on too and and um uh, Spotify, Spotify. I <laughs> can't talk tonight. That's what I was going. All right, but we got to bring in the big deal, right? The big deal. Is that what we're yes. going to call it Five minutes with the big deal? Or are we going to call the five minutes with Brian Lee? Because he way, referred to, him to himself fits, as the big deal. So he did. He, uh, he, he did. He did. That yeah, we go. But <laughs> Brian, you with us? Uh, I am
2: here. And uh, I think Matt just said he was in at in a loss for words. Is that true? Talk about COVID 2020. Strange (laughs) things in the year. I said it's been a weird year. But Matt just said he's at a loss for words. Yeah.
1: Uh, So your quick, quick segment here tonight. We have very quick segment. I don't know if that's possible. I don't. I don't see it happening. (laughs) Let's go. Um, I'm going to let you two sit back and give us a quick uh, SEC back in full force. This uh, weekend, obviously, missed one game with, with A&M being out. A&M-Auburn game uh, was postponed. But other than that, six, uh, six other games. So, um, you guys, take it away.
0: Um, Ryan, uh, Florida,
2: Georgia. Did you watch much of that? I did. I did. What would you think? Um, two weeks in a row, super impressed with Georgia, you know, for me, Georgia's the biggest overachiever or, you know, program taking a step forward this year it, it, in the South Carolina and Florida game, you know, bluntly, I thought they were a better team, both games, you know, yeah. so full credit to Billy. Um, if I'm picking an overachiever so far in the sec or a team that's surprising in a positive way uh, for me, it's gotta be them. What about yep. you?
0: No I agree I agree I, I think they've done quite well. They got a number of um, number of seniors in that team and, and and that makes a difference and you know Florida was underwhelming for me uh, now granted you know they've been off for two weeks and quarantine and all that kind of stuff and just got a few days of training but um, they were a little bit uh, uh, underwhelming, but I will say in that game um, two fantastic athletes uh, Deanne Rose is just a fantastic athlete. You know, playing up front for Florida, and uh, I believe it's Chloe Chapman is yep. the uh, the kid for Georgia, right? Who's a basketball player as well. Um, those guys are really, really high level, high level athletes, and, and fun to watch those guys
2: play. Yep.
0: And We're what about uh, what about state uh, Mississippi State and and Alabama? What a what a crazy ending, huh?
2: I uh, it was uh, full on entertainment. Uh, I, I doubt West sees it as entertainment, but. You know, another classic SEC game. I think what you see a lot in that league history would say, no matter how the flow of the game goes, if you're up a goal late and you're not up two, it's going to be a problem for those last 10 minutes. And, you know, Alabama had the run of the game for 70 minutes, looked like it was going to be a walk in the park, didn't get the second goal. And late in the game, State kind of came back into it. And then, you know, with 23 seconds left, Alabama's got it free kick in their own end to seal it off and disaster you know as much as anything played a quick free kick two passes later balls in their box the back line gets caught a little high and and state uh scores a great equalizer but to be fair to state the last 20 minutes of that game did really come into things as well
0: yeah I mean you know impressive for state at the end but um I I said last week, I thought uh, Alabama was pretty good. And and again, I thought they were good as well, right up, right up until the end. So unfortunate for them that that result could hurt a little bit. Um, But, you know, if if they continue to play the way they're playing, they're going to win some games.
2: I I think in the league, they're going to win a ton of games, but you only get eight. You know, it's such an interesting part of the COVID season where in a regular season, we can all take an early loss and, you know, kind of build from it and things will start to even out. But in an eight-game season, when you drop two points like that, that, that that's brutal. And yeah, it, that you know, it's certainly going to affect the standings come the end of the year because nobody's good enough to just up and run away with it.
0: Those were the games for me that stood out. I know there were some other, some other games in the league and you know a little bit of an upset with, with Tennessee over, over Vanderbilt. Um, I didn't get to see that one. Um, but I think those, you know, those were the games in the league that stood out most for me.
2: Well, and, you know, one of the things I think we're going to see in the 2020 COVID SEC season is the mitigating of a great summer program. You know, so for me, uh, Georgia showing well early. Well, everybody's had a long preseason. And last year, Billy did a great job with the team. I think they went last five of the regular season unbeaten. And that's just a program and a coach who takes time to improve his team. Um, And then, you know, for me, Florida and South Carolina have set the bar for how you run a summer program for a decade. And that advantage they normally have with a regular preseason and not a delayed start is is largely mitigated. And I think that's what we're seeing from the games being a little more competitive um, and a team like Georgia being able to, you know, have a good game with both and arguably be the better team in both games.
0: I, I think those are really good points and Matt I want to point out he used mitigated we, we got to put that one down because that probably was never going to come up in when you and I talk I was just Brian typing in. it
1: in to get the definition okay. <laughs> <So he> just <laughs> typing it in my computer to get the definition
2: but looking forward to seeing where the, the rest of this goes the SEC has been super competitive certainly it's starting to tear out in the way you would think with a top group of teams a couple teams sitting in the middle and then a a bottom group. But when the theoretical bottom teams have played the top teams, these games are much closer when you're watching than in a normal season. So I think we'll continue to see some upsets. Crazy things happen at the end of these games. And, you know, standings certainly after eight games aren't going to reflect the best to the worst teams, good fortune and a mistake here or there late game that you kind of like we saw at Alabama uh, is going to alter the standings quite a bit.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what it looks like in the end, for sure. I know uh, Matt wants to ask you about uh, something with your role with, with United Soccer Coaches. Well,
1: well first, I'd just like to say those, those were the games, huh, Chris? I mean, your co-host ha- has a game, we get a win, and it's not mentioned. I, I get it. Appreciate it. Nothing but love, nothing but love for the wait, rebels. Wait, wait. Like, you guys it. played? No. you guys played. Yeah, this yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. No, that's we, great. We can't show favorites them, Matt. Oh, I, I, why I, not? If I remember, why not? it's our show. I'm no, I the
0: remember show. the introduction. In the introduction episode, one of the first things you said was, "We're not going to talk a lot about Ole Miss." And now, was, all of a sudden, now we got to talk about Ole Miss.
1: Like <laughs> that was before we you got all to win. These Last week, you didn't want to talk about.
0: Last week, you didn't want to talk about Ole Miss at all.
1: <laughs> uh, that was before all these downloads and I realized people really care, you know, so, and by the way, we didn't mention I forgot the state with the most downloads Mississippi, not a no, surprise, but, you see, know, we're much wrong. smaller you're than wrong. Texas, no, I'm the not. state but with never, the most downloads was unknown. Unknown 25% of the downloads were from places uh, unknown. I'll, okay, let me rephrase we had more than Texas, and we're a lot you smaller did. than Texas. Maybe the only you thing did. we ever beat Texas in, but we beat him in downloads, except those anyway. unknowns probably were all from Texas. So, yeah, all right. Uh, Coach Lee, we have uh, the United Soccer Coaches has put together a top 15 national poll for uh, this fall season that includes the Sun Belt the SEC, the Big 12, and the ACC. Would you like to comment? There's been lots of comments about having this top 15. Uh, Would you like to maybe explain to the people why uh, we're doing that in the fall season? Well,
2: number one, you know, as part of United Soccer Coaches, we consider that poll to be the most prestigious poll in the country. You know, in a normal Uh year, um we've got a very standardized system where we get representation from across the country but with so few teams playing had to be modified a little bit and you know in the end that that's a marketing tool for our sport so it's important to have a poll now when you only have 50 you know give or take 10 teams playing what what the number of that would be who knows the men are doing a top five poll so i know uh, our illustrious chair of that committee had lots of conversations with the higher ups about how that's, that's going to go. Um, it's a poll that I chaired for several years. And, and when I left the spot, I, I had a recommendation. And the most important part of that position is you got to be diplomatic. I need someone who can feel the phone calls and handle people well. Uh, so I turned to a, a little young upstart coach from Oxford, Mississippi to run the poll And after week one, I got a ton of phone calls. I don't know about the (laughs) chair of the poll, but Uh, maybe when I brought it up, the constituency wasn't happy. Um, And, you know, I I think our first poll had a bunch of new teams, but we're voting on the teams that are playing.
1: Yeah, for sure. And listen, it's hard. It's hard. There's a committee that votes. It's been, you know, very difficult for the committee. It it's difficult to do, but they're asking us to do it, so we're doing the best job we can. It's an eight person panel committee. They all vote. Everybody's weighted the same, uh, and we're putting together who everybody who everybody wants. So that's kind of where we're going. Chris is looking. At, Chris looks like he's in disgust over here. <laughs> yeah, Chris, it's go ahead. It's stupid. <laughs> the whole thing's
0: stupid. It's just dumb. It, it, it's just dumb. First of all, it's not a top fifteen if Stanford's not in it. I'm sorry. There, there's no. There's no college women's college soccer poll. If Stanford's not in the poll, it's not a top 15. There, there's no such thing. Um, so
1: Stanford's been in the in a poll the entire time of their existence. Every yes. year they've had women's soccer, they've been in the poll. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. They certainly
0: <laughs> have. They, they certainly have. I don't know for the last 10 years, right? And yeah. and so now what happens is somebody like Stanford, right? Who we all know is a very good team. I think. No one would argue that. Um Stanford has a streak going of being ranked number one for 747 weeks. I don't know. <laughs> however long, right? Okay. Um, all of a sudden now there's no streak because why? Because Matt wanted to do a poll and Brian. Matt didn't right? did so, want to do a, a poll. Matt did not <laughs> want to do a poll. Whoa, 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 back up. Matt did not want to do a poll. Matt was instructed to <laughs> do, do, hell do a dumbass poll that doesn't a even bowl. exist, right? And then um as um, as someone pointed out to me, it really cheapens it for those people who worked hard uh, in the past to be ranked number 10, right? So their number 10 is not the same as the number 10 now, right? So it really cheapens being ranked number 10 um, for those people who really had to work to get there. You know? You're so, just
1: upset because you're not playing, so you don't get to get ranked. Let's keep it real. No, Um, no, it's not at all. I know it's not, but listen, (laughs) I'll say this. Those people will get to be voted on in the spring. When everybody plays the spring, there'll be another top 25 poll. And everybody that deserves to be in the poll will be in it. This is a poll for this fall. Brian, you want to add anything to the, No, it's just dumb. It's just dumb. You just shouldn't (laughs) do it. Well,
2: here's, I, I think if we all approach it as a marketing tool for our sport, then it becomes really positive that Alabama was in the top 15 and Pittsburgh appeared in the poll for the first time. And maybe ever that, that's probably the first time Pittsburgh been in the poll in their, in their program history. But I so got tell you, Brian, the,
0: the fact that Pittsburgh is in the poll tells you that the poll's kind of dumb.
2: Well, and, and to be fair, after two games, I mean, it's the real issue. I've seen Pittsburgh and I think they're much improved and, you know, we talk a lot about leagues and SEC, ACC, and do I think Pittsburgh's going to finish top four in the ACC? No, but do I think if they were in the SEC or Big Twelve, would they be a threat to finish top four? Probably. Um, you know, so do, does it? Am I worried that they're in there or that Georgia off a win over South Carolina that we don't know how good they are either? And they're one and zero, and they were in the top ten. Is that correct, Matt?
1: Yeah, I think they're eight. Yep. So.
2: Um, You know, and I think that's where we got the coaches. That's how coaches operate, right? We're we're all well and good. Everybody's smiling. Let's play in the fall. Let's do this. Let's do that until the games start and someone else gets some positive news and then they blow it up on social media. And then Matt and I are fielding all the calls from the coaches who are angry because Pitt, Alabama, and Georgia, and I'm just, those are the ones off the top of my head, are ranked too high. And they get to throw it out to recruits. So where United Soccer Coaches sees it as a publicity thing for our game Coaches, if we think someone's getting an edge recruiting, we don't like it. Or if we think we're being wronged, we don't like it. So if we can change the the, the way of thinking to it's a marketing tool, stop worrying about who's number fourteen, who's number seven, who's number six. We're all going to play enough games by the time the summer rolls around next year. Uh, it'll be better received. Let's say that. But those calls, any coaches listening, please direct your phone calls and emails. To the chair of the National coaches Association, oh. Matt Mott at olemiss.edu. Um, uh,
1: I hope you enjoyed your last ever time on College Soccer Nation.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> by the way, the, the
0: five minutes with Brian Lee. How many minutes has this been? We're at 12. We're at okay. 12, 12 currently, yeah. I believe. Uh, <laughs> 12, and,
2: I, I'm going to throw in 30 seconds. Before, I, yeah. I need Chris's opinion and Matt, if you'd like to throw an opinion. Mark Krikorian okay. coming on today. Where does he rank? Let's put Anson on the... Uh, whatever you want to call it. Mount Rushmore of all college coaches. Eliminate Anson. Yeah. Where does your next guest stand? This is a guy, you mentioned Stanford. If my mom coached Stanford, they'd be in the top 25. Chris said <laughs> that earned it, but my mom could put them in the top 25. So Mark's at FSU. I, I'm going to throw out Nikki Izzo at West Virginia. Unbelievable. No one wants to go to West Virginia, and she's been in the final four. So Final game. I, Mark Krikorian, number one coach in the country, hands down. Nikki Izzo, number two. Anyone want to argue with
0: those two or give me a number three? Well I I, I, I will say Mark is number one. Um, I think you could make a argument for for number two. Uh, I think there are there are a number of a number of ways you could go, but I don't think there's any question of of where Mark fits in in this group. Agreed. Couldn't
1: agree anymore. Uh, All right, Brian. Very good today. Yes, we appreciate you as always. Good insight. Love it. All right, let's move on. Uh, really excited. We don't want to take much more of his time, but we're excited for our our second-ever guest, right? Uh, he's not going to do five good minutes with us every episode. Unfortunately, I wish he would, but time probably doesn't allow us. But we, uh, we're very happy to welcome in uh, four-time national champion – uh, currently the head coach of uh, of the Florida State Seminoles, Mark Kikorian. Uh We're extremely happy. This is kind of championship, uh, national championship day for us, Mark. Uh, you've got, we've got uh, seven between the three of us. You've got four and Chris has got three. So um, I'm just here with, here with the conversation, but uh, welcome to
3: uh, College Soccer Nation. Well, it's a pleasure to join you guys. And Brian, thanks for your kind words. Uh, I know how you guys work. The only reason you said that is because I'm the only guy that would join in this uh, podcast. <laughs> There's some truth to that for sure. There aren't people banging on our door to be honest, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> although although you guys are international now. It's yes. an international yes. phenomenon. I got it. <laughs>
0: uh, Mark, I, wanna, I, I got a question for you. Um, this kid on your team... Yuji Zhao, that's her name, right? She's pretty good, right? I mean, she's a really good player, I and mean, she's a fantastic she's really player. Yeah, you agree? Yeah, she's really good. Really good. Right? Well, why the hell don't you start her? What's she doing on the bench at the <laughs> beginning of the game? <laughs>
3: Our coaching staff's not real bright. You know, you kind of looked around. It's like, whose turn is it to play today? We're trying to be like uh, the rest of society. Everybody gets a trophy, everybody gets a chance to start. And so you let's know, just go from there. But is your team not stacked that this kid can't get into their midfield? <laughs> we have a, we have a four really good attacking midfield players, and she's got to get her minutes. I can assure you of that. It's just a matter of what are the right combinations and how do all the pieces fit together. And you know, right now, Yuji she's one of the best attacking midfielders in the country, of course. And, um, you know, it's a matter of us looking at how we want to play and uh, the the substitutes, as you know, always affect the college game a great deal. And uh, what combination of players, we have some younger players that we're trying to bring in uh, to the team a little bit more slowly. And um, pairing them with Yuji and Jenna seems like a, a good way for us to go.
0: Well, it's working well for you for oh, wow. sure. You know, she's oh, wow. she's been great. Yeah. Um, so you've had uh some pretty talented kids uh over your career and you know, um coaching the the elite level player is different. You know, it's different from coaching just sort of the the regular college soccer player. Those elite kids are a little bit different, and I know, you know, um, Like Dana, the last couple of years, she's, you know, she was a, she she was an international superstar, right? I mean, she's got, you know, more Instagram followers than Justin Bieber or something, you know, right? So, um, you know, coaching kids like that is different. She
3: has a close number to you guys with
0: your... Yeah, yeah. close. close. (laughs) International as well, yeah. Yeah, so tell me, tell me about handling those kids, you know, what's it like? How do you, how do you deal with them? How do you sort of, you have to treat them differently, obviously, or do you try to treat them like everybody else?
3: No, uh, of course, you have to treat him a little bit differently. And I do think that probably the preparation for me was the WUSA and having players like uh, Kelly Smith and Marinette Pichon and these global stars, Ai Ling from China, um, understanding Ai Ling was a 36-year-old woman that had played for the Chinese national team for 10 or 12 or 15 years or whatever it was. And recognizing that you can't treat those players the same. You have to look at everybody and understand what their needs are and what the differences are. And that's the case today at Florida state as well. And that's not saying anyone's getting treated any better or any worse, but we're trying to make sure that we uh, accommodate the needs of the different players. And, you know, with Dana, she was a great teammate. One of the best things that we did with her was when she first came we sat with her and talked to her about how do you want to be perceived by your teammates? And, um, you know, I said, well, the easiest way to do that is at the end of training, go grab the bag of balls and go grab the cones and carry all those things and and so on. And you're going to find that everyone's going to think that you're just like they are, and it's going to be easier because, you know, she had said to me when she was back in Venezuela that oftentimes, especially with the youth national teams, she was so singled out, she was always in the press. Was, everybody knows her, 1.3 million Instagram followers, and you know, national celebrity. But there was always jealousy, and what I said to her is that could occur here, too, if you're not conscious of it, if you're not making good, smart decisions with the kind of teammate you want to be. And I have to tell you, she matured into an absolutely wonderful teammate, wonderful leader, and, you know, I'm thrilled for her as she's now going on to Atletico Madrid and um, having an opportunity to do it at the professional stage.
0: That's fantastic. That's fantastic.
3: Matt, what you got for Mark?
1: Yeah, Mark, um, really good insight there, I think, for, for any coaches that are listening, it, it makes total sense. So thank you very much for that. You know, I've been very fortunate, right? I, I met Chris, you know, 15 years ago and uh, and has become one of my very good mentors, and, and he introduced me to Mark. And, you know, one really good story I have real quick. When we played, we were at Texas, and we played uh, Florida State in the the uh, third round, Sweet 16, I think, and uh, we're down in Florida State, and it's cold. It's, co- you know, it's whatever, late November. It's really, really cold. We have, I mean, we were head-to-toe in Nike gear, great puffy jackets, pants, you name it. We looked good. As a team, we looked really, really good. And I remember, you know, I just met Mark just one or two times, and and he came out to the field. He goes, look at your team, and look at my ragtag team over there, right? Florida State had all And Mark hadn't been there very long. All kinds of jackets and different color pants and all this kind of stuff. Well, we lined up, and they uh, – very quickly whipped us for nothing. So, uh, the jackets don't really matter. Do they, do they coach how they're looking? Uh, but anyway, uh, real quick. So mentors, right? So I, I look at both of you guys as really good mentors for me, really helpful. Talk me through, but Mark, I kind of look like I kind of mentor you in something as well. So, you know, you have called me a number of times you and, and coach Bristol, your sister Mike, when you've been on the road and you've needed somewhere to eat, Right,
3: you reached out. Well, sometimes, not every
1: time. (laughs) It's, you know, Todd Yelton will tell you it's a gift I have to be able to find good restaurant. But you'll be in, you were in Mobile, Alabama,
3: and you needed a restaurant, and I found your restaurant within 10 minutes' direction. Yeah. 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 And I I will say this I I do feel, uh, before this podcast started today, I want to let you know I had a a brief conversation with Lord of the Rings, uh, Coach Uh Todd Uh Yelton of Samford. Yes, Yes. that's Samford. Yeah. 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 Some people confuse it with another school out west that you yeah. know gets a lot of publicity, but um, I just think it's really important to give a shout out to to, to Coach Todd Yeldon of the uh, the, the, the Sanford uh, team and uh, all those rings that he's earned. Chris, you and I and Matt, we all got a few rings between the three of us. Seven is what you said. Yeah, he could uh, probably find them right because he's got so many. That? He could probably find them because he's got so many. <laughs> he's got him stockpiled.
1: Yeah, there's no way to keep them in one trophy case or something. There's way too many. Uh, yes, no, Lord of the Rings, Coach Elton is definitely, and he's he'll be on the podcast here We're probably next week. At some point, we'll get him on very quickly. But um, So, real quick, one of my favorite things we do with Coach McCorn, we go to PDA every year, the big soccer tournament uh, that, we, that we go to recruit. So, Chris and I usually fly in early. We get to catch a Yankees game, which is always fun. But then usually that Saturday night, we uh, we meet at one of Chris's local New Jersey pizza re- Italian restaurants right Chris what's the name of it Ferraro's Ferraro's Pizza Edison New Jersey it's fantastic. It's like a house, and we show up in the house, and and Mark comes, and his staff comes, and Mark's brother comes, who is the best storyteller you're ever going to meet, and we sit in there, and we sit in there for a long time. It's bring your own beverage. We sit in there. We have pizza. We have salad. We have pasta. We have you name it. They keep bringing the food, and we keep telling stories, and the more food and more drink we have the more um, stories come out. And Dave, your brother Dave, is a fantastic storyteller. So I want to just give a shout-out to him. He, if you ever have some time, spend some little time with Dave because it's, it's great. But that's really one of the highlights for me in a recruiting year is, is that PDA tournament, us
3: sitting around just, just um, shooting, the, shooting the bull. Yeah, it's a good time. And my my younger brother, I have an older brother too. That's a great guy as well, but not as much of a soccer guy. And uh, Dave lives up in Connecticut, and it's a great chance for us to get together and spend a day together. He'll drive down and then come out and uh, have a good dinner with all you guys, and uh, and get a couple of good laughs, and have a chance to share some uh, some different stories and hear hear some of the foolishness that goes both ways. Now, <laughs> now is this? If, if
0: I remember right, is this is this is where Matt first showed you. How we played the symbols in the marching
3: band—is that right? I think it might have been, and uh, yeah. I'll tell you—it's embedded into my memory. <laughs> yeah, just a man of many talents, smart man yeah. of many talents for sure. Um, I mean, that military background, the musical background, the cooking background, the soccer background. Uh, you know i think that uh, thomas jefferson may be looking down saying okay, wow.
1: Do you- wow. wow that is the greatest compliment i've ever gotten in my life <laughs> just from the mount rushmore coach i just got that uh no i well it all, all goes hand in hand it's about discipline I, as you know all those things are about discipline being very disciplined and that's that's where i am that's where i fit on this as a very disciplined person I, uh,
0: mark i feel like i don't know that um probably very often in your life you eat
3: pizza except when you're around matt is that true <laughs> that's not true i very much like pizza but he's the master i mean yeah you know let's let's yield to greatness when when you're around it <laughs> when you see it i mean I, I know that i'm not the only one that's calling looking for food recommendations i, I absolutely know that but you know he he delivers you know you he want does to, didn't he send you to a gas party. station one time what's that didn't he no, send you to a gas be- station one time? Oh, yeah, he didn't deliver that day. That's, he didn't deliver. But don't we all hope for our players that they're going to perform at the highest level every time out? So, Matt made one little flaw here. I mean, goalkeepers make flaws all the time. Goal strikes, right. missing fans here and there. I have to tell you, his strike rate is really good. Right. Really good, Chris. Really good. And hold on, Mark.
1: How many other soccer coaches? Do you call for advice on cooking? When you're cooking a steak, you're cooking something. How many other people do you call? None. None. Yeah. I don't call yeah. any. Just you. Yeah. 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 So we all have our strengths, Chris. We all have yeah, our strengths. No, it's, true. Sure? it's true. It's true, Matt. It's true. So when you guys take over the national teams, I'm there for your chef. I'll be the chef of the team. The chef. Good. I can do that. Yeah, chef. <laughs> team chef. You know? All right. Um, Mark, let's just wrap it up with you real quick and just give us a, just a minute or two on this current Florida State team. We've watched them now a couple times. Give us your thoughts on, on how they're doing and, and where they are and,
3: and, uh, and those kind of things. Well, I think it's probably from top to bottom, well, maybe the most talented team that we've had, and it's a, more of a senior team. You know, Chris mentioned earlier that when you have those kids that have the experience, it's, a, it's much different, and you know, we've had some success the last couple of years, uh, even in 18 winning uh, the, the national championship. But we kind of looked at the group as being a little more of a younger group. And last year, we felt the same way. We had a couple of injuries uh, along the way that didn't help us a whole lot. But this year, when I look at the, the, the makeup of the team, we got 16, 17, 18 kids. that all could start to your point of Yuji Zhao and Jenna Neiswanger and Jody Brown and uh, Ryan EY. And, you know, we got four, five, six kids coming off the bench, a good start. So it's not often in the college game that you get that kind of depth and that kind of quality. And, you know, One of the negative things, of course, for all of our kids is that injuries occur, right? They get hurt. But the positive of that is when they come back, they're a year older, a year smarter, a year stronger, and a year better. And this year is the year that we got some of those kids back. And, uh, you know, we have some fifth-year seniors that are really experienced and really mature. So, you know, going through this COVID time, as we have, and all of the challenges that all of us are facing we're very fortunate to have a mature team, the most mature team that we've ever had. And I don't know how our results will end up as the season goes on. Uh, I'm hopeful that they'll continue to be uh, favorable. Um, But what I know is the group of kids that I have are a great group of kids and very, very good players too.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Uh, well, first of all, let me just say thanks for coming on. I, we had a guest the first last week, but I don't remember who it was because this one was so much better than whoever that was we had last week. I, I can't remember his name because you may have to help me. He was, was nowhere uh, near this level for sure. But, yeah. Mark, let me let me thank you from College Soccer Nation for coming on. You're excellent. We will want to re- revisit you probably uh, as we get into the season in the
3: or in the spring, but uh you were excellent. Chris. Well thank you. Thank you. I hope I didn't ramble on too much. I don't want to be quite a poll. No, you would uh, not no be on banging on, the on the poll. from you. You would not no. be
0: on the poll, but hey, look Mark, good luck to you. Good luck with uh, with the current season. Um we're certain we're gonna see you playing uh next spring in you know in Raleigh in in, in the final four.
3: All right, boys. Well, you know, it's always a pleasure to share time with you, and uh, I, I definitely enjoy uh, enjoy the opportunity. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Mark. thanks,
1: Mark. Appreciate it. All right, Chris. Let's move on to segment four, the one everybody loves. Uh, real quick, let's talk about big games coming up. Yeah, I mean, the ACC. I think
0: the big game is Clemson and and North Carolina. You know, Clemson is is. Um, shown to be to be a quality team here early in the season. And um, they get their chance against uh, against North Carolina on uh, I believe that game is on Thursday. Um, and then, and then they, uh, they turn around and play Duke on, on Sunday. So big week, mm-hmm. I think for Clemson and, yeah. and, and sort of uh, giving us a, a little bit of an idea of, is there anybody in the ACC who's going to challenge Florida state and, and North Carolina? Um, Absolutely, And then I think uh in the Big Twelve, you got Texas and West Virginia. Um, you know Texas is, is uh, desperate for points. Um, you know they, they need some wins, and West Virginia coming off the loss to um, uh, to Oklahoma State and uh, playing at home against against Texas. I think that you know the loser of that game, the loser of that game, is in a little bit of trouble. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. probably desperate for both of them a little bit. And then we got this game. Um, with Ole Miss and Mississippi State, what is it like the Mangold Cup or something? No, the Magnolia what?
1: Cup. We're the Magnolia State, Chris. It's the Magnolia Cup. Magnolia. Is there an actual yeah. cup? Yes, there is. There is it's a in cup. my office. It's in my office. It's in your I'd office. You if, if we were a YouTube video, I'd show you. Yeah. it's So, so will
0: they bring it out? The way you, will you have someone bring it out to the field, like with the white gloves and everything? Walk it's out? It's the, the Stanley Bowl
1: Cup. It's not the Stanley Cup or the Super Bowl. But no, it's Magnolia Cup. We play for it every year. It's a great game. It's always a great game. So that's on tap uh, for this weekend, which is, uh, it's exciting. Yeah, you and you and our buddy James Armstrong. Now yep. you and you and James have uh, competitions on the Peloton. Is that right? I, I wouldn't call it competition. We ride, we ride, we rode all quarantine together. You know, every morning we'd wake up and and ride. And he, I just chased him. He was the rabbit. He's much more oh. fit than I am, much younger wow. than I am, and go wow. a lot faster. But he helped. He helped me for sure. He was he was very helpful. And uh, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Uh, he well, would make be sure on. You, I'd be on at the same time. Make sure you have some chocolate for him on the sideline. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. How about um oh you and you wanna hit the uh you wanna hit the other one? Did I miss one? A and M yeah. and uh Yeah.
0: Who I got? A and M in Arkansas?
1: Yeah. Is yep. that right? Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah, so Texas A ca- and coming off of uh, a little bit of a delay as as their game was canceled. Um and, you know, they're taking on an Arkansas team that's picked to finish first in the league. And I think AM and m showed, uh, you know, in that first game with Ole Miss that they're quite a quality team. So I think that's a game
1: that's going to go a long way to, to determine who, who wins that league. Certainly the West Division, too, obviously, is uh, they're both in the West. So it will be a good game, important game for sure. All right, let's move on to the fun stuff now. Let's go. Power 5 ranking this week is... Sports movie. Now this is power five. When I say that, it's who you what you think is the top five movies, um, sports movies. Okay, so as usual, I will start. No wait, first, first I got confused oh. on this last time. That's why your okay. list was so bad for Bruce Springsteen, because <laughs> you had your favorite ones as opposed to the top five ones. Like, sure, sure. I mean, we well, I would have picked Born to Run if it was the top five Bruce Springsteen songs. But what is your own personal favorite? That's similar to this. And I got a zinger in this one.
0: Oh, I, can't I got hurry. a zinger coming. Oh yeah, okay. here we go. Oh, yeah. Who's starting? You're right.
1: starting. I'm starting. Number five. Remember the Titans.
0: Yeah, that's it's gonna be in most lists, I think. It's not mine, but it's gonna be in most lists. Yeah. Um, all right, number five. here's my zinger for you. You ready?
1: Yeah victory. Ooh, okay, okay. I'm okay with that. This all is, right. this, is go, know, this is gonna go yeah, right, this is gonna Pelé. go south in a hurry. This well, is gonna Buster Stallone in, in the yeah, goal. I mean, sure. yeah. All right, number four for me, Rocky two and four. No, it's hard to pick between them. No. They're like,
0: No, if you're gonna go Rocky, you have to go Rocky one. That's it. No, the list. no. absolutely yeah. not. No, no. You it's can't like Godfather. Him. Like, like him. look, the other ones are no, good no, 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 and all no, that no, kind no, of stuff. No, but no, like, no, 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 you just go no. Rocky. Yeah? When
1: he wins it, he's he's falling on the ropes. He's not gonna come up. I mean, it's unbelievable. Powerful. It, no, Rocky. Were boots. you surprised he won? I mean, come
3: on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, you ready for mine? You wouldn't even know. You you wouldn't even know
1: this one. That's Pride of the Yankees. Okay, number three. Uh, <laughs> my number three is all-time favorite. It's fantastic. Uh, truth be told, I cry every time at the end. Rudy. Uh. <laughs> You're a Notre Dame, boy. You're a Notre Dame, boy. How can you be disgusted? Uh, the Rudy story
0: is embellished a little bit, a lot. Of course is yeah, it is. What story is it? Uh, yeah. Okay, fine. Um. <laughs> number three, Caddyshack. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you're showing your age. It's good. It is good. It's, good. it's good. It's good. It's it's yeah. It's something very different than my list. You're right. Number two for me. Yeah. This is this is a almost a tie for number one. But my number one's a zinger. Number two for me, Hoosiers.
0: Yeah, Jimmy everybody puts
1: sure everybody puts Hoosiers in. It's yes, it's fantastic. Did you get
0: this off of like Rolling Stone?
1: Or no, something this like is that? like if, if Hoosiers is on, I'm watching. I'm absolutely watching. Every All time. Right. It's so good. Gene Hackman. Number, number two for me. Yep. Bull Durham. Of course. I knew that'd be in your list, Mr. Baseball. Wait, why not? It's good. No, it's good. I, I'm fine with the number two. All right, number one. I think you should go first, and then I'll do my number one, because you're, gonna be, you're gonna set, be going to be blown away with how to Yours better on. be really good. because It's really good. It's really good. It's really my good. number one is Miracle. You know, I had that as a... That's as fantastic, right? Believe it or not, um, the producer, Darren Mott, and I... Grew up up there. We, we were an hour and 20 minutes away from Lake Placid. I remember I was sliding down the hill at our house. My mother called us in to watch the end of it. Um, my dad put in the power to the, the, uh, the, the Olympic Village there. So we, knew, we know Lake Placid really well. Great story. Great. Unbelievable. So good one. My number one's. I put a little twist on it. I, put, I thought a lot about this, Chris. I put a little twist on it. My number one is Rambo Two.
0: Um, you're going to have to explain this one to me. Uh, I, cause I, I remember too. the Rambo movies. Okay. Yes. Yes. I it's a don't battle remember between good any sports. I, I don't remember any
1: sports involved. It's, it's about survival. It's a battle I mean, of where they good, playing bad. darts on the Evil. side or something like what <laughs> no, martial no, arts, he, maybe he's like, trying to survive. It's the, the purest form of competition. He's against the Russian. It's like him versus, you know, Vietnam guys and, and the Russians and all this kind of stuff. It was uh, it was an aw- it, awesome awesome movie. It, I had to no. put it in as my number qualify. one. It does not qualify. It does. You, it does. you, failed. you, you hey, failed. Let's bring in let's bring in our producer Darren. Wait, give us an opinion. Yeah, there were no
0: Russians in Rambo
1: two. <laughs> Wait, wasn't the main guy a Russian? No, it was the when he went back to the, no helicopter. no
0: he went back to Vietnam to get the guys out of the yeah. out of the um, yeah. concentration camps. In
1: Vietnam, you know, you are my smarter brother, but I think you better check your stats. That's a different country, man. Russia is a different country than Vietnam. I'm sure you know that. All right, we got to wrap this up because we're running late. I would like to mention, though, that we are not
0: brothers by blood.
1: (laughs) 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 Whatever. All right, Yankee update, Chris. Go for it.
0: Yeah, so uh really just a, a little bit of a down week for them. They were they were two and five on the week, but they spent the week, you know, getting guys healthy, getting rest, trying to line up the rotation uh for for the playoffs to start tomorrow. Three game series in Cleveland. Um we're hoping that uh it's not like the last not the last time, but whenever that was, they were in Cleveland and the midges got to uh Job at Chamberlain.
1: Remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, books. yes, 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 yeah. yes,
0: yes. So anyway, but yeah. a big playoff series now with a three game series in, in Cleveland.
1: Yeah. Great. Hopefully next week we're on to the next, next round. All right. Barbecue recipe real quick. Again, email me Matt at college, soccer If you want more details, but real quick, reverse sear steak. Okay. So it's really important. It's one way to do it. I think it's really good. I like to do it. Get your, uh, first of all, prep time, Take whatever rib, whatever, sorry, whatever uh, steak you like, ribeye, filet, any of that kind of stuff. Salt and garlic salt only. Those two, those two spray, kind of put it all over the steak. Get your grill up. Get, oh my God, I can't talk. get your grill up as hot as you can get it. 500 plus. If you can get it, 600, 700, that's great. Put the steak on for about a minute and a half each side, flip it take it off, let your grill come back down to somewhere around 300 and then cook it to whatever you like. I I would say the internal temperature for medium rare should be somewhere between 125 and 130 depending on your probe uh, medium, 130, 135, anything higher than medium, just throw it in the trash if you ask me because it's just go buy some beef jerky. Don't spend it on a steak because uh, medium rare, or medium is the only way you go. These people that eat well and all that stuff, its that's not a steak. Don't come at me with that. So um, anyway, you want more details on that? I can explain, but we got to wrap this up. Uh, Chris, next week's guest is... Next week, we're going to have Sarah Barnes from the uh, University of
0: Miami, from the U. Uh, Sarah was uh, an assistant with Matt at, at Texas, so we were all together at the University of Texas. She's, she'll have some, uh, some great stories about our time together, and <laughs> we'll talk to her about building the program down in Miami.
1: Yeah, great player, too. Great uh, college player and then uh, doing a great job as a coach and one of our close friends for sure. Um, Next week, Chris, I think we're going to roll out maybe our first sponsor or two. Oh, We're working on that. Yeah, the sales department is doing a really good job on that. So we're very close to that. And then uh, I have to give this uh, uh, wrap-up. Quick shout-out to Mary Swartz, the greatest mother-in-law alive. On uh, Friday, she turns 80. So we're very excited for her. Unfortunately, we can't get up there with the – Yeah, with the COVID stuff, but uh, we'll see her soon enough and and celebrate it. But turning 80, great great mother-in-law, and actually quite a good basketball player. Believe it or not, still at age 80. She can still, you know, fill it up. No question about it. I'm sure she doesn't say
0: all this positive stuff about you.
1: No, no. Again, mother-in-law, so (laughs) you know how that goes, right? And I'm not good enough, there's no doubt. No, (laughs) she's wonderful. Happy birthday, Mary. Okay, producer, DJM Productions, Darren Mott. He uh, does a great job for us. Uh, check out the Cyber Guy podcast, C-Y-B-U-R, Guy podcast. So that's up and rolling. Um, again, Chris, great week. I thought it was awesome. Mark was awesome. Really Loved enjoyed it. the week. Loved it. Yep. Download us, College Soccer Nation, at your at your at all your podcast spots. We'll see you again next week. Thanks, everybody.
0: If you have questions for Coach Petraselli or Coach Mott, you can reach them at Chris at dot or Matt at dot College Soccer Nation is presented by DJM Productions and produced by Darren Mott.